The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. As many of you know, I was on the planting team for Wellsprings. One of the original members who worked with our founding minister, Reverend Ken Belden, to start this congregation beginning in August of 2005. As Reverend Lee talked about a few weeks ago, one of our most important goals during the 18 months we worked together before worship started was to create our DNA, the shared beliefs, values, and mission that would define us and be used as a blueprint for all our teams and ministries as we grew. It was truly just a blueprint at that point, though, a two-dimensional design for what we hoped Wellsprings might become. As Kathy talked about last year when the spiritual development ministry, including Sally Reeves, Majid Al-Sayed, Ellen Youngdahl, and me, started talking about recharging the DNA to understand what still resonated with our community and what might be missing, my first instinct was to step aside from that process because I was deeply involved in the original version. What right did I have to have a a do-over? We discussed it, though, and the true question became clear. Um, The question was, could I approach this conversation with what in the Buddhist tradition is called beginner's mind? Could I let go of my assumptions and preconceived notions and let Wellspring speak for itself as it is, not as I hope it would be, as I think it should be, or as I dream it might be? So I decided to be involved, cautiously, focused on keeping an open mind and an open heart throughout the process. I asked the others on the team to hold me accountable to that. I'm very glad I did. It was, frankly, an amazing experience. Wellsprings isn't just a sketch on paper anymore. It's a three-dimensional being that can speak for itself through all of you. Thank you to all those who participated in those conversations. What Wellsprings had to tell us was that it's grown beyond the initial constraints placed on it, however inadvertently, and that original DNA. For example, one of the things you won't find in the revision are the words, gardens of abundance and joy. What we heard from the congregation is that this language from the original DNA no longer serves our understanding in which the opposite of scarcity is not abundance, but sufficiency, and in which joy is only a part of the continuum of worthy human experience. Another example that made me chuckle was the original language about sharing our faith in the malls. Now, I now understand that was dated even back in 2006, but as a child of the 80s, that made total sense to me. Now our DNA simply says that we still live, that we will live our faith wherever we find ourselves, not defining or limiting that in any way. It's the things that we've added, though, that truly demonstrate to me how our congregation has matured in the past dozen years. In addition to refinements in many of the others, our recharged DNA, which, as Kathy mentioned, is available in printed form on the back table and also on our website. This now includes our beliefs in original blessing, in embodied spirituality, and in the power of community. 
as well as our commitments to recharge through worship, honor our relationships, and work for justice. Over the next few weeks, this message series will explore many of these beliefs and commitments. The element of the recharge DNA that I'd like to focus on today, however, is our vision. This is a new component of the DNA and intended to complement our mission. To be clear, our mission, what we do, to be a community charged full with the charge of the soul, that hasn't changed. Our vision, which is called to make the world whole. Called to make the world whole. Adds the dimension of why we do what we do. So where did it come from? One of the clear themes in our small group discussions throughout the DNA recharge process was our longing for wholeness, individually for our friends and families, for our society, for the world. We heard about a nagging feeling that there is an uncomfortable distance between us and what we value most deeply. There's a gap between who we are and who we hope to be both individually and collectively. We also heard from many of you that you want Wellsprings to send its charge beyond these walls, to continue to be a place that charges all of us full, absolutely, and also to be a place that allows that charge to flow more readily out into the world. The language of call in our vision reflects that making the world whole is not intended to be a burden or an obligation for us. Not something that's heavy, but something we hold lightly and with joy. Now, when we say call to make the world whole, I want to stress that wholeness does not mean perfection. Zen teacher Edward S. B. Brown, who's written several Zen-influenced cookbooks, talks about wholeness in the context of his practice in the kitchen. When I first started, he says, I had a problem. I could not get my biscuits to come out the way they were supposed to. I'd follow the recipe and try variations, but nothing worked. He goes on to say, and I personally identify with this in my very limited baking experience, There were two kinds of biscuits in his mind, Bisquick and Pillsbury. (laughs) He kept trying to get his biscuits to turn out like the Pillsbury variety in particular. And it was only when he set aside his preconceived notions about what biscuits are supposed to be that he was able to appreciate his biscuits for what they actually were in all their weedy, flaky, buttery, real glory. As Zen students, he continues, we spent years trying to make it look right, trying to cover the faults, conceal the messes. We have all done it, trying to look good to attain perfection. He reminds us of the futility of trying to produce a biscuit, a life, with no dirty bowls, no messy feelings, no depression, no anger. As a member of the planting team, I've worried at times that our mission to be a community charged full with the charge of the soul has the ring to those unfamiliar with us of a Pillsbury congregation, 
where no spiritual eggs are cracked, no spiritual bowls get dirty. There's nothing wrong. There's no conflict or anger or sadness. But that's not who we are or who we want to be. At Wellsprings, we proudly make our spiritual biscuits from scratch. Thank you very much. And yes, that means sometimes things are going to get messy. Being chargeful with the charge of the soul is about embracing and being present to the authentic wholeness of our lives, not just the Instagram-worthy bits. Quaker activist and writer Parker Palmer tells us, we share responsibility for creating the external world by projecting either a spirit of light or a spirit of shadow, either an inner confidence and wholeness and integration or an inner terror. We have a choice about what we are going to project. And in that choice, we help create the world that is. Palmer, Palmer echoes what we refer to in our beliefs here at Wellsprings as original blessing. As he puts it, we arrive in the world undivided, integral, whole. As we grow up, though, most of us develop a wall that divides our inner and outer lives, a wall to hide our vulnerabilities and fears. He has a visual metaphor for this, a simple strip of paper. Imagine the side of this strip facing us represents our inner lives, our ideas, intuitions, feelings, values. The side facing a way that we can't see is our outer lives, image, influence, impact. Oriented like this, the strip of paper represents that wall between our inner and outer lives. To move beyond our walls and the loneliness, isolation, and despair they can create, he says, we can take one end of the strip of paper, give one end a half twist, and join the ends. And that results in a Mobius strip. Now, the cool thing about Mobius strips, and I'm, you know, many of you know I'm an accountant. I'm not a mathematician, but I'm going to try to explain this. It doesn't have an inside or an outside. It's what mathematicians say is non-orientable. And one way to think about this is imagine yourself as a tiny ant walking on this Mobius strip. You could keep walking uninterrupted without changing direction until you'd walked both the inside and the outside of the strip of paper for its full length. Palmer explains that the Mobius strip represents the reality that whatever is inside us continually flows outward to help form or deform the world. And whatever is outside us continually flows inward to help form or deform our lives. Making the world whole may seem like a gigantic, impossible task. In Parker Palmer's view, the best and maybe the only way to start is within ourselves. I came across a quote recently that reinforced this Mobius trip concept for me. You might have seen this ad campaign from a few years back. You are not stuck in traffic. You are the traffic. Now, I, I get stuck on the Schuylkill Expressway a lot, a lot more than I would like. 
And I try to call the sentiment to mind when things come to a dead stop. I enjoy thinking of myself as a victim of traffic. I won't lie to you. Um, But I realize that's not the full reality. When my mental lens zooms out to all those other people who are equally frustrated, who are moving just as little as I am, I can see myself as part of a larger whole. And I realize I play a role in not just how I, but others experience this traffic jam. If I give in to my baser instincts and lay into the horn in sheer frustration, which maybe I've been known to do from time to time, (laughs) that's not just about me. That impacts the drivers around me, and then their reactions impact the drivers around them. You see, ripples of connection can carry negative energy as well as positive. They can bring us together or build walls between us. They can form or deform the world. Like the Mobius strip, the Japanese art of kintsugi, sometimes also known as kintsukori, or golden repair, provides a visual metaphor for making the world whole as we intend it in our vision. Here are some examples. Kintsugi brings together the pieces of broken pottery with liquid precious metals in a way that restores the broken item to usefulness while emphasizing rather than trying to conceal the breaks. Every repaired piece is unique, and after repair, many pieces actually become more valuable. There are even stories of collectors breaking pieces on purpose so they could be repaired with this technique. And I'd like to share a story about Kintsugi helping to heal not just pots, but people. This is Clarissa Carpenter, who teaches a workshop on the art of Kintsugi at the Unique Foundation, which provides retreats for women who are survivors of childhood sexual abuse, where they learn skills that help them find healing. A survivor herself, Clarissa finds Kintsugi to be a powerful metaphor of healing and hope. It was not easy to embrace the idea of being both beautiful and broken, she says. I had cracks, but those valuable streaks of gold are a part of my history, too. I will never celebrate the fact that I was abused, but I will celebrate the person I have worked to become. In her workshop, participants break bowls with hammers and then work to repair them. No two bowls break the same way. Some break in two pieces. Others break in dozens. Sometimes the hammer leaves a hole that requires delicate and complicated patching. The women talk to each other as they work about how their bowl might represent their experience. The participants learn that this work takes patience. Rushing the kintsugi process in which each seam needs time to set, ultimately leads to just more work. Clarissa says, each piece of kintsugi pottery is as unique as the survivors and their stories, like a fingerprint. Kintsugi is often referred to as spiritual. I also see it as religious, though, in the most basic sense. The word religion comes from the root word 
ligare, which means to connect. Think about the word ligament. Religare literally means to reconnect. Like Kensugi, religion is about putting back together that which has come apart. Religion is necessary because it is the nature of things to come apart. We are called to make the world whole because it is the nature of things to come apart. All we have to do is turn on the news to see how true this is. And it's within ourselves that wholeness can begin. As our beliefs say, although our life experiences and our choices may fragment us, there is always the potential for integration. Integration, as Parker Palmer understands it, happens when our inner lives and our outer lives are no longer separated from each other. We contribute to the wholeness of the world when we stop trying to project a sanitized Pillsbury version of our lives, when we stop trying to hide our broken places and allow them to become part of who we are. Disintegration then allows us to authentically engage with the places we find the world in need of repair. Our vision is an active one. We are not waiting for wholeness to be visited upon us by God or anyone else. We are going to work in the service of the divine that lives within each of us to reconnect that which has come apart in all the ways that brokenness manifests itself itself in our lives and our world. Like the Mobius Strip, this work has no beginning and no end. All we can do is start where we are and trust the call of wholeness to guide us. What our vision asks of us is that we acknowledge the inevitable cracks we encounter in ourselves, our families, our daily interactions, whether in person or online our workplaces, our schools, our neighborhoods, our communities, this community. And work patiently with compassion and courage and grace to fill those cracks with gold. Amen. So may it be. Let's join our hearts in prayer. God of wholeness, may we welcome all of life. May we bring not just the easy things, but also the difficult ones into our hearts. May we have the courage to allow our hearts to break, knowing that brokenness is not just the end, but also the beginning of wholeness. May we together find pathways to live into our shared calling to make the world whole with compassion and generosity and love. For this prayer and all the prayers we hold silently in our hearts this day, we say amen. 
If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.